Welcome to Horrible Friends. It's a podcast in found footage format. And this week we have VHS from 2012. Starting off, my name is Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the way this shaky handed podcast is going to work is that we are going to tell you a little bit about the movie. We're going to tell you about the movie. Uh, sorry, the history about the movie, then a little bit about the movie or I'll tell you twice. I don't know. And then uh, we're going to give you our little take on how we felt about it at the end. Dan, do you happen to have the history by chance? You VHS, it came out in 2012. Other 2012 horror movies that we have uh, that we could watch rather Sinister, Prometheus, and Piranha 3 Double D. Nice. Highly underrated and and frankly star-studded. Eventually we'll get there for certain. But 2012, not a bad year. You know, Sinister, the one Dan watched thinking he was insidious. I, You know what? You watch a movie expecting to see snuff films and you just keep watching because you never know when snuff films are going to appear. You never know when snuff films are going to appear. And speaking of snuff films, I mean... Good Lord, VHS 2012, just a big old pot of snuff films. Mm-hmm. The snuffiest. Especially with the budget, which was only 242000 Uh It did make $1.9 million, though. So our runtime for this is an hour and 56 minutes. Um, not too bad on length of a movie. A little long, but didn't feel, didn't feel too long. Agreed. Short films inside of a bigger film. So. Yeah, I think that's what made it easier and more bearable. It's like Disney World. Like, it's enormous, but you break it up between a few days, and it's it's okay. So you break it up into mini-stories. It doesn't feel so long. Yeah, Honest- it's like Disney World. You get murdered a couple times. It's fine. Uh, honestly, um, I, I would have said that Cocaine Bear is a more bearable movie, but that's I digress. Have you seen it? <sighs> Do, hold on. Do I have to hit the button? <laughs> <laughs> that was garbage. <laughs> Bearable? Get out of here. The filming locations for this are uh, Altadena, California, Catskill Mountains in New York, Atlanta, Georgia, Williams, Arizona, Columbia, Missouri, Flagstaff, Arizona, and Williamson, Arizona. Yeah, Kyle's a big Flagstaff, Arizona fan. Huge. That's probably where I was conceived. The amount of turquoise that man wears, it's obscene. Mass amounts. (laughs) (laughs) So it's time for taglines. We got one. I'm ready. (laughs) This collection is killer. All right. That's the only tagline. That's it. This collection is killer. Do you guys really like that? Maybe maybe it's, you need to be like a Ninja Turtles, like 90s thing. This collection is killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I also it is it is very 90s. Which that's kind of where the film films take place, right? Yeah. 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 Do we have any other fan favorite uh taglines? Jarvis, you got any? No, I, I don't know. I guess I don't really have it. Uh see, the the correct answer is be kind, rewind. That's I was literally about to say yep. the exact same <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, okay. I like that. That's well, good. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. I work for the company now. I know you do. <laughs> that was Blockbuster, right? 
I believe so. Yeah. Was that a was that a copyright thing? Does that exist still? Blockbuster still technically exists. There's one store. Yeah. It's publicly traded still. No, there's only one left. It's not. Are you sure? I think it might no. be. No, no, I don't think it's like actually publicly traded anymore. Well, when yeah. when uh when Reddit made GameStop like a bajillion dollars. Uh huh. No, that's that's Best Buy, dude. No, it was GameStop. It was. Well, it was GameStop. It was GameStop, and then it was uh, Bed Bath Beyond. The BBBY. I don't know. BBWBBY. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so for these movies, um, we have actually five shorts. I'm just going to quickly go through the director and the writer of this. I'm going to give you an even faster, <clears throat> an even faster plot than normal, and then we're just going to quickly take our uh, talk about our take on the movie. And um, yeah, so let's start with the main overarching story, which is Tape 56. It was directed by Adam Wingard, who's known for directing things like Godzilla vs. Kong, The ABCs of Death, and Blair Witch from 2016. And the writer for this is Simon Bar- uh, Barrett, sorry, Simon Barrett, who is known for writing things like Blair Witch from 2016, You Were Next, and The Guest. I'm sorry, are you saying Blair Witch from 2016? Correct. There's another Blair Witch? I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, yeah, they this. actually like show the Blair Witch in this one, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. You mean Blair Witch with Ray Hans in it? Oh, yes. Yes, that's the one with uh-huh. Ray Hans. Yep. And Corbin Reed. And Callie Hernandez. I don't know any of these fucking people. Correct. <laughs> Okay, nothing else to say about all that. So for Tape 56, the movie begins by following a crew of criminals who, um, they do different things, such as they sexually assault women, and they destroy different pieces of property, and they do all this to make money. They sell videotapes of themselves doing these things. So one of the guys tells the rest of the crew that they can make a lot of money if they steal this VHS tape from this old man's house. So they go there, they break in, and they find a dead body in one of the rooms in front of the TV with a bunch of VHSs all around it. Uh, The one man starts to watch all these movies, and as the movies are concluding, uh, which is what we're about to talk about, these movies that they're watching, um, the crew begins to like disappear, and by the end of it, the old man eventually is alive, and he wakes up, and he kills the leader, and this ends... The first video. I will say, like, change the, the music and pacing in the in the beginning part. And it, it really could have been like a fun mid 2000s like snowboard comedy. Uh, until there's some end bombs <laughs> dropped. Yeah. And, that, and then it is no longer a fun 2000s snowboard comedy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the movie changes quite a bit right after that, huh? Yeah. They did a great job to make me hate those guys like right away. I was like, wow, I really want these guys to die. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's also how I felt. Yeah, no, they're awful. I mean, yeah, they, they earned every death in, in the film throughout it. I like that it's a connecting story. It, it definitely ties it all together. They were missing a once in a lifetime weekend at Bernie's-esque experience, though, like with, with the dead dude in the, in the recliner. <laughs> Could have been cool. Could have been. Could have been a totally different movie. They reminded me kind of of like creepy, rapey versions of the Trailer Park Boys. 
to some extent. Yeah, we got we got to make more money, Ricky. Smash the TV. <laughs> hey, fucker, you know me a hundred dollars and a new TV now. Fuck yeah, this. yeah. No, <laughs> could have been beautiful. Well, now see, now I just want them to do a horror movie. Now that you bring that up, how are we going to get out of here? We need bubbles to fix these shopping carts. Well, this some bitch that wheel down there is not working. I'm just going to get some WD forty to go. I'll, I'll grease up that wheel and get get it working real good. That's a nice fucking shopping cart, Ricky. <laughs> So the second short and the first one that the crew that died in the first video are watching is a short called Amateur Night. It is directed and co-written by David Bruckner. David Bruckner is known for directing movies such as The Ritual, Southbound, and Hellraiser. And the other co-writer is Nicholas Tukoski, who I couldn't really find a whole lot on Nicholas Tukoski. He's done different things, but... Uh, the most notable other movie that I saw that he wrote was called Siren. Now, David Bruckner is an interesting case. Uh, we've actually talked about him. We covered him in our Hellraiser episode. He has like a, just a really incredible eye behind the camera as a director. Um, and now the movie Siren, Dan, that you're talking about is actually kind of like the... God, what do we call her? The antagonist? The protagonist? I'm not really sure, but... Uh, our 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 demon siren friend here from this short. They did a full length feature film uh, because of the notoriety that this movie got her. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, that is cool. Well, let's jump right into what happens in this short. So the short follows three friends who have rented a hotel and they're planning on bringing back women from the club and they want to have sex with them and videotape it. So. They give their one friend, Clint, a pair of these glasses, and the glasses have a camera in them. Uh, so after being thrown out of like a bar at this one place, they find another bar. They manage to get two women that are going to come back with them. One of the women are very, very drunk, and one is just making really creepy eyes and creepy movements at uh, Clint. So I like it. Yes. Yeah. Just like, yep. I like it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> felt like her eyes were going to eat me the whole time. Uh huh. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> so, so they go back to the hotel where the one woman passes out. They almost rape her. They decide uh, they have a more some moral compass, I guess, um, as they're videotaping all of this, and decide to move on to the other woman. And uh, the other woman obliges at first, and then eventually, you know tears us apart the one guy and the other guy gets his dick ripped off um and then clint like breaks his leg at one point running away and then you know he eventually gets carried off into the night sky because she's a siren and that is the end of the first one or the second one yeah chet casen and trevor just railed some baby powder cut with a quarter teaspoon of coke and they're ready for a night on the town. <laughs> uh, just wearing creepy-ass glasses and getting your dick ripped off. <laughs> That's what you do. I think he looked like every dweeby guy mm -hmm. that wanted to look like that in the year 2012. Yeah, that's fair. It's just Dude Town USA, baby. <laughs> Back to the date rape motel. The fact that it went that route was like, it's pr fairly simple to follow. But yeah, the... Um, I did like the moral compass from the guy who was really high on the couch. That was very funny. He was like, that guy oh, looked, man, dude, he was eating yep. edibles like fucking Fruit Loops. Look <laughs> at that guy, man. <laughs> 
honestly, a hero. He's he's just sitting there like, nah, man, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right, man. <laughs> he is like the poster child for like weed versus alcohol. Right. Like it's it's like you could just be having a great time, or you could be mad and like almost date rape a woman. Yeah, yeah, either one, your choice. When that started to kind of progress, where <clears throat> when she was like visually she was passed out i was i just i shouted i said dan your battle stations <laughs> <laughs> now our siren friend however i mean if if one was completely passed out and unable to consent entirely back over to our siren friend though she she mm-hmm. seemed pretty into it uh, initially yeah. initially uh, it, yeah she did seem like she called them she used a siren song she she did like them well she didn't like the one guy oh she did not like him i don't know why well he he owned a dog and she was a cat person so she was hissing at him she was a literal cat person yeah you're right yeah yeah. (laughs) you guys remember like the girls like in the elementary school or whatever that like hissed at people like i wonder what they're doing now you know what i mean you ever think about that (laughs) are they in jail are they successful can say yeah they're like a ceo at a major corporation just running <laughs> apple just like as the executive his, assistant comes his... in and is like excuse me ma'am i have your afternoon tea and it's just hiss. Yeah. it's just a hiss and then she like knocks something off her desk yeah <laughs> just to be an asshole with her yeah. tail right Cause, yeah because everybody yeah, everybody had one at some point oh, yeah. in, their, in their school experience everyone had one person in their class that hissed at people yeah yeah i i i liked it okay so like it would it would have been really cool like even if they realized like she's this supernatural like monster woman that's a fun story for everyone you know come monday morning but that dude on the couch just fucked it up for everyone totally different story if he just sat the fuck down yeah all his positive moral compass went out the window yeah i i I wonder i guess we'll try to well we'll probably figure it out when the siren uh, movie comes out but th- there had to have been probably something that was different about him like maybe I don't know some sort of maybe he's baptized versus the other ones weren't I don't know man I'm making it up look at that we're making a movie Kyle are you method acting because um, are we <laughs> living in 2012 right now because the siren movie has been out for a long time uh yeah I I figured you know method. that you're very method <laughs> yeah I'm super method uh maybe we'll make it interesting this time yeah, yeah is that yeah. how you talked in 2012 <laughs> yeah, hey we all we all grew up in life um <laughs> yeah that's what happens that does happen we did all life. grow up in life we did do that look at us go sometimes uh there are movies there are movies sometimes uh-huh. this yeah. guy's so smart <laughs> well this is like the best one in the whole thing so i was i was gonna say this is this is my favorite this this was my favorite one okay it's well, so good time. right I, th- I thought it was very good. Yeah, I, th- I think it started out extraordinarily. I thought I forgot how this movie was set up. And I was like, I was expecting it to go on to like the next tape. It was just like a longer tape or something. And I was like, OK, what's the next? What, what's going to happen next? What happened to the guy? And it's oh, well, that's <laughs> that's the end of it. But yeah, you, it was so strong. It you know, someone wrote a song about this, sh- this movie, right? No, no. Well, like this particular scene, like they actually wrote a song about it. They edited it for, for radio, but um Guys, uh, now I'm embarrassed. I'm on the spot. Um, <clears throat> horrified looks from everyone in the orgy, but you know they they edited it for for radio. 
for radio purposes, uh-huh. you know, for the for mm-hmm. the orgy part. It's not the orgy mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not the orgy. So, but, huh. uh, T- Taylor Swift, she's a big fan. <laughs> she's she's also our biggest fan. So I hear. <laughs> I'm certain of it. That's true. Uh, pass pass along the message. If Except you to we, us, you're basically you're basically Taylor Swift. We did all agree that we're we're Team Gyllenhaal, though. I remember that we did we did agree. <laughs> Fair enough. We did we did sign that in a blood oath, so that's fair. <laughs> that's true. That's we did. That was behind the Wendy's, right? Yeah, it was behind yeah, the of course. Wendy's. Yes, right next to TugCon. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> TugCon twenty twenty three coming back. <laughs> this year we got llamas. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I did want to ask though, because like for a cult movie. Like her look, it, I, I personally think is like pretty iconic. Like I think, like the still of her face at various parts of this story is kind of what sells this movie to people when you know when they see a uh, a still from this. So I I have one very important question, right? And I'm speaking as what was his name, Clint, the guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. As Clint, all right. As if you guys are Clint in this instance, do you risk it all to test out the face vagina? I have to know. I just have to. I have to know, guys. See, I know your track record and I know your answer. Do I think I would risk it for that biscuit? I don't know, man. Um, that is she. She did ask you don't like. So I guess she's she's polite at she, the very least. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> she wants to please. So I'm going to go with a hard no. Hard no. Really? Yeah. Nobody. None. I'm for the sto- maybe for the did, story you originally alone. asked this question was it to yourself in the mirror <laughs> i didn't ask the question i don't ask all myself right. questions all right Eric. i just jump right in would you do it <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I dive i dive head in with yeah. everything i do chris uh-huh. especially the face vagina <laughs> it's gotta get the she god that is so fucking terrifying her descent down those stairs I say descent, like he turns away and she's like right there. But like there's yeah. there's something oddly I I I don't want to say attractive, but in <laughs> but in the spirit of it being a siren song, I'll say alluring. Uh-huh. Alluring, I think is yes. a is a safe phrase. I think that's fine. She yeah, that when when she is like kind of peeking around the corner at the bottom of the stairs, Holy it was kind of cute. Shit. It was, was kind of cute, right? Yeah, no, it's confusing. I, I see what you mean because it's, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, the first time I saw that, I was like, I jumped the fuck back. But but seeing it like pro- probably this is probably like the sixth or seventh time I've watched this movie. Like, yeah, I can kind of see where like someone would derive cute. Well, I mean. Her song must be working very well because the the character uh, Clint, he, <laughs> she like tries to kind of I guess go down on him and he's obviously broken a wrist and is dying and is probably is terrified out of his life and obviously nothing works, and then she like she's like oh you don't like and she like seems offended and he even says I'm sorry, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. like what a <laughs> she she just wasn't quite tuning his fork with her siren song at that point mm-hmm. that's a shame that's. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was, no, that was a good one. I was good one. for that one. All right, let's get to our third movie. We have, for our third movie, Second Honeymoon. 
This is directed and written by Ty West, who is known for doing movies such as X, Pearl, and The House of the Devil. Oh, wow. This was Ty West? Yeah. Pretty impressive. Okay. Yeah, I like Ty West. Um, All right, but yeah, let's get into it. Oh, I also want to let you know, um, just for you guys to take a guess. So I wrote all these like back to back to back. And there was at a certain point where I just kind of like made it up in my head because I kind of remembered what happened and I just started writing it down. So I'm, I'm curious if you can tell which of the, the movies is the point where I just went, fuck it, I'm just going to go off the top of the dome and just write whatever I want. Um, oh. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if you guys can figure that one out. Uh, but excited. anyway, <laughs> we're on the third one. So we have a married couple and they're heading west for the second honeymoon, uh, their second honeymoon. They go to different spectacles, such as the Wild West attractions and different truck stops. Uh, They they find this minor thing that kind of like tells their fortune somehow, but we'll we'll get to that at the end, I guess. Um, But later on during night, um, a woman knocks on the door and she asks for a ride in the morning, to which Sam, the husband, declines. And then we actually see a woman's hand later on at night when they're sleeping um, and it's stealing Sam's money and it's using the switchblade to centrally touch Stephanie's skin and it puts Sam's toothbrush in the toilet. Uh, so later on the next day, Sam and Stephanie make their way to the Grand Canyon where Sam accuses Stephanie of stealing money and gets very agitated with her and starts being pretty rude. Um, so we go back to the hotel and they're sleeping again. And as Sam is asleep, he gets stabbed in the throat by the switchblade pretty violently. And then we go Oof, back yeah. into the bathroom and we see Stephanie and another woman are kissing. And that is the end of the video. Color me scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these, these movies tend to have a I feel like that's, I'm sorry. I think that's the title of Jarvis's memoir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was definitely questioning myself, is this sinister? I'm still not sure what a sinister <laughs> is at this point, and I'm a little scared to ask. You're telling us the correct titles for these short films, you know, and I applaud them, but like Lesbian Murder Kiss was right there. It was right there. It's not like they showed it in the title card. It also rolls off the tongue onto another right. tongue, usually. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of tongue rolling, I'm sure. And also they had to save a name for their band, duh. Correct, correct. Can we go mm-hmm. back to the, the first nightmare in this short film? I was I was just going to say, I would have called this movie um, Minor Tells It All. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I, I wrote down the fact that Prospector Pete and his own spidey <laughs> senses didn't completely, like, allude to this guy to what was happening. Like, he was doomed. Yeah, yeah he never had any hope. Because he was just like, man, I feel really weird at some point, too. And I was like, yeah, no, you're... You're fucked. You're big fucked. You're you you big dead. Big dead. The true nightmare. The true nightmare, though, boys. Ninety three dollars in gas. Ninety three dollars yeah. in gas in the first shot. Holy That's yeah. the true nightmare. And that was off of twenty two gallons, though. So do, hold on, I'm, I'm hacking into the mainframe. Let me see what that comes out to. That's four dollars and twenty cents a gallon. Four twenty. Good <laughs> night. What year was <laughs> that? Nice. Uh, you know, two thousand, two thousand eight. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, could have been. Uh, last year actually. Hold on. Wait, we already. <laughs> Wait a second. 
Oh, these yeah. are California numbers. Well, yeah. they were out west. Yeah, that makes sense. Why are we still talking about gas prices? Why? It was it was a joke. <laughs> it was a single joke. The the stabbing. How'd we feel? It it made me sad. It made me hurt. That was actually. <laughs> I, I think it was like a pretty reasonable stab. It it, it hurt. It hurt me, I guess. Yeah, no, it was good. It was damaging a little bit. I don't know if it's the most brutal. Especially to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. yeah, well said. I can't say for certain if it was the most brutal because we've had some some pretty brutal stabbing based murder um, in our in our short turn short tenure on this podcast. But it, it was certainly realistic. He went like straight in with the gargle, you know, after the, the knife went through the neck. Like it yeah. looked really real. They did. They did a really great job on that. Yeah, I I think, and we're going to see it coming up in the next uh, short film, or I can't remember if it's the next one or the one after it. But it it's a, the the two stronger candidates from this movie are definitely in the front. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. It the the movie overall. I don't know if I if I love the way it's paced, and only because it's it's separated by the, like the enduring storyline that connects it all. And then like, but the short films, like they all have their pros and cons, but it definitely kind of like skews con like the, in the last couple. Yeah. That, like I said, starts out strong and then kind of, it, it gets, it doesn't get silly. It just gets, I don't know. It gets a little silly, I guess. <laughs> I thought those two were just made for each other though. Ironic because she was, you know, she married him and then had him murdered by her girlfriend. But uh, like, I couldn't have hated two people more. I don't know what it was. Just something about them. Like, I feel bad. I really thought that guy had fetal alcohol syndrome and that he collected trains. That was just like my initial assumption. But Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wanted them to be together for the rest of their lives, which I hoped would only be like six more minutes. And and I was pretty close. You guys ever notice how the Grand Canyon is like, it it really is like an example of erosion. Starting to sound like the guy on the couch. Starting to sound like the guy on the couch. Yep, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is entering gamey territory. I'm, <laughs> look, man, I, t- I took an edible. I'm just like, I'm just like, man. People like go, come from all over the place. You ever notice? Like, know. it's just an they example of erosion, man. Like, <laughs> that's all it is. Do you and think people, like, that's, a, that's the it. second part of Jervis's memoir? I came all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I really have. Um, I when you say that you you think it's symbolic of the erosion, do you believe that the the recurring viewership and patronage of the Grand Canyon is further eroding it? And do you mean that physically, if that is what you mean, or do you mean it societally? This Your is thoughts. Like, this is on a societal. This is a systemic thing, right this here. Is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Continue. I don't have anything else to say. all right no one wants to talk about erosion all right let's go to the next movie (laughs) this was dan's chance to turn this if no one wants to talk about science fine i guess we'll talk about this fucking movie (laughs) so i could tell dan actually started losing interest as more of the short stories went on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we're starting to pick up on some subtle cues here you'll you'll say you know dan it looks like your your notebook is just filled with the word erosion over and over (laughs) you okay you know what yeah, I have two. I have two pages here written just erosion over. <laughs>
the connecting storyline at this point, by the way, this is kind of when it starts getting a little hairier because the, the dead guy in the in the easy chair is no longer there. So kind of that kind of that funny, uh oh, you know, something's building on that front too. So mm-hmm. he rode it away. Anyway, so the next movie that we have is Tuesday the seventeenth, which was written and directed by Glenn McQuaid who is known for uh, working on things such as I See the Dead and Chilling Visions, Five States of Fear. Okay, so Tuesday the 17th. (laughs) Four friends are going to visit one of their friends' childhood's homes. As they are walking through the woods to get to the cabin, images start to flash on the screen of dead people. Eventually, we get to the cabin, and as they split up, They begin to be killed by a man who is a flasher glitch across the screen. One by one, they die until it is just the woman and her boyfriend. She explains that she had to use them as bait for the mystery killer because the mystery killer killed her friends from when she was younger. Um, So she had to kill her friends, I guess, for some reason. So anyway, her boyfriend is killed right in that moment. And... We, we learned that as people are killed, they are all turned into glitches as well or something like that. And uh, she, she tries to play a game of cat and mouse with the killer, uh, which causes him to set off traps that she created. And it actually kills him, but then he manages to come back and he jumps on top of her and guts her with a knife. And that's how it ends. Yeah, his respawn was pretty neat. It was, it was a yeah. good, clean respawn. Clean. Little OP. <laughs> Little OP, yeah. Yeah, that respawn point in the tree? Come on. Devs, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have trivia. This is an interesting trivia, actually. Oh, please. Let me hear it. Give me, give me. Uh, So Tuesday the 17th would take place right after Friday the 13th. I was thinking when when he said the title. I'm like, you know, is that, does that math? The math, it does math, yes. It it does matter. Interesting. Okay, because I personally was wondering what Wendy's plan was all along. Because Home Alone tactics on Jason from the <laughs> Matrix uh-huh. was not cutting it. <laughs> I was confused why she went back in the first place. I'm like, it doesn't seem like you're very prepared for this. Yeah, you'd think she might take a weapon. Yeah, it was. It, I yeah, interesting, interesting plan. Like, I, I like the booby trap angle. Yeah, the the killer was the killer conceptually was really interesting. That's why I really like the VHS films, because they really do try to do different things. I I like that they did the weird flashbacks because she was kind of she was kind of reenacting and reliving sort of all the the deaths of her friends. And Dan, I think you said that her boyfriend was killed. She didn't even like know these people that well, which I think was pretty cool that she I mean, she used him as bait. I dig it. Yes. Her plan was a little convoluted, but I mean, she had one. That's I pretty good. I was just gonna say it was pretty weird. Like it's pretty outlandish. Yeah, I I think like you said, Jarvis. I, I appreciated the uh, the way that this whole VHS concept works because it 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 leaves enough to the imagination that you're like, oh, what else is out there? What other cool videos exist? And it's very um, SCP of of like in that same vein of there are creatures that exist out there that we have to 
keep locked in certain rooms with certain things and these killers yep. are out there doing certain things yeah it's, it's a very interesting concept and I, I do appreciate it it kind of just left a little bit of the fun flavor kind of running through through the brain afterwards so yeah i think found footage was definitely the right medium for this i i yeah i was getting a little tired of the glitchy camera work by this point because that, that yeah. actually like plays into the story but like it had been going this whole time and something about running through the woods with a camcorder is just like the most tired form of yeah. horror movie, you know? Yeah, it's a little boring uh, in that sense. I, I, I don't disagree. I think, I mean, you're out in the woods, so I guess it wouldn't work out so well. But yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I think that it could have potentially been done better, but through the woods was just, it's also kind of jarring. And it, it makes the, the whole thing with found footage films is that it's uh, hard to watch because you get a little jarred and... Uh, you can get a little motion sickness, I guess, technically. So Yeah. The, it, and it builds a lot of ancillary characters, too. Like, all of these were basically just, you know, final girl-esque characters where, in every story, like, you don't even need to know their names. But what do you guys think of Spider? I thought Spider was, like, every straight-edge dude on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's just, like, where my brain went. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, he was convinced very quickly to not be straight edge anymore. Oh so, yeah, no. It took nothing. <laughs> that that is called what we call character development. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Micro developments. My my dude was ready to absolutely be murdered to like touch a boob and uh he did uh, die. He did not touch a boob. He, he also was <laughs> definitely down to like check out her taking a dump. He was like, "Oh yeah. like, so what you doing? What you doing over there?" And she's like, "It's pooping." Yeah. You're taking a big old doo-doo over there. What you doing? You pooping? Yeah, I, well, I like how she was like, did you bring the camera? And he was like, no. Yeah, of course I did. And she's like, okay. And it just pops out from behind the tree. Like, all right. She's like, you don't want to see what's back there. And he's like, you don't tell me what I want to see. <laughs> it would have been interesting for her to like measure his level of desperation and just start shitting in front of the camera and just see like what he did. You know, I think that might be empowering as a woman. I'm not sure. I'm not a woman, but you know, who can say? <laughs> breaking news breaking news breaking news Jarvis is not a woman <laughs> but will shit in front of people if asked mm -hmm. more on this that's, at 11 that's a sound effect I need I need this just in okay we're on to the next movie here we go. I can't it's... remember how many of these are these. We, we gotta try. <laughs> we have to sound happier about this. There's I'm sorry. We gotta try. We've gotta try. There's two more. This one's called "The Sick Thing That Happened to Emily When She Was Younger." This is directed by Juice. I'm gonna read you literally what I put down on this paper for plot and everything. That's the title of it. The sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Director Joe Swanberg, who played Sam in Second Honeymoon and has done a lot of acting, writing, producing, and directing. And it was also written by Simon Barrett, who, you know, we know uh, wrote, I believe it was the first one, Amateur Night. Um, no, not Amateur Night. Sorry. Tape 56. Mm. That's really the title of this short. The sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Yes. I hate that. I hate yeah. it so much. It's pretty stupid. Yeah, for an otherwise like fairly decent short film, it, it that title sucks. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my worst. It wasn't my least favorite story. Like it was interesting, right. but yeah, yeah, gross. Ghost children from space. 
right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, boyfriend and girlfriend talk on Skype doing sexy time. Boyfriend seems bored and girlfriend keeps talking about how she's haunted. They're both at college and boyfriend is in medical school and definitely going to visit soon. This is the greatest soon. summary I've ever heard. Girlfriend gets haunted three or four times where it gets progressively worse and then she gets knocked out. It turns out the ghosts are real people. And the whole time, this is a giant science experiment that some guy does on a bunch of women. I think we need to yeah. call Chet, Kaysen, and Trevor, which are the white guy names I, I dubbed from the, the first short film. <laughs> I, I think Dan might need a, a pick-me-up to offset. I got one more. <laughs> one more in me. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that was basically the whole thing. I, he was like, hey, Emily, stop digging in your arm. So, yeah, what, Emily, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, oh, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of this one. It's just, no. <laughs> I, I didn't like the acting. She's like, hey, what's up? Uh, you see what I'm doing? Uh, yeah, you're digging a hole in your arm. Why are you doing that? I don't know. I'm just like, I'm kind of bored. And uh, I'm bored. I'm going to dig so, and destroy my arm. I don't disagree with you. I, I think I found the acting strange and it was a little weird. And I found his acting to be very bad and weird until the actual like turn uh towards the end there uh once you kind of figure out that he's doing this you mean when a he, lot when he takes her freaking kidney well well it's i don't think he takes a kidney he takes like a, ch- a baby child thing it, or something it's, it's, yeah it's, a baby it, child thing it's yeah, a baby sti- child thing well he steals a thing and he goes you're sure this thing is human and then he gives it over to the alien children things uh so i think it's I think they're growing beings or something. I don't know. Yeah. Did we like the alien familiar, like hybrid baby breeding, you know, almost Shyamalan-esque twist? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'll be honest. I I just didn't. I I didn't hear that line. So everything, I was Mm. just like, oh, it's just people like cutting people up. I don't know. No. Yeah. Something weird was going on with the fact that, yeah, it's like some sort of alien breeding program or something with mixed with humans and he's part of it and he seems to definitely be very part of it. It is very strange. I, I think I liked it for its weirdness. It was definitely out there. I, I did too. Like it played well, like some of the, I, I remember some of the dialogue being a, like, like a touch hokey, like when he's like reaching in her to grab like the alien morph baby mm-hmm. thing. Um, and he's like, he's basically giving like all the exposition while, you know, quote unquote, talking to the little demon alien children. Yeah. Uh, I remember that being a touch hokey, but like overall, not, not a bad story. Those two, like as characters, I like, they just seem the type that like they initially met on like a foot fetish dating site for vegans, <laughs> you know, like the, <laughs> they, they, uh-huh. they have strange personas. I don't know. And they, they had strange stage presence. Yeah, the, I think I think part of it is that they really did rush. They rushed the story through to kind of make it all kind of rounded out. I think might have been part of it because you, you didn't really get to know them much more beyond the fact that she's obviously very desperate for someone to understand. I'm sorry, uh, to understand her. Right. And she's absolutely been gaslighted her, at least for this portion of her life. So uh, if not her entire life is what it comes out to. Sure, yeah, because like they've actually known each other like almost their entire lives. That, that yeah, you she get does from say the like, dialogue from the Air Force base 
mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, it seems like a military experiment that you, they don't want you to know about. Yeah, it's a little Area Fifty One ish. Emily, by the way, I thought had the best boobs of the movie. I'm just it, it's important to throw it out there. But <laughs> the best boobs. I mean, there were the best, there were a lot of boobs. boobs. In, in the but movie. after you find out my dude is a player and he's got a bunch of honeys on tap, the second girl. Correction. That's all I said. I literally wrote <laughs> correction. Correction. I play with Katie's boobies too. <laughs> Guys, I'm so scared right now because as I was saying that, as I was writing that part down, I was just getting punched in the leg by Mallory. And she's been listening on the other side of the door. And now she's in the room. <laughs> Well, time to go to jail. (laughs) I thought that guy was like, I I don't know. He he seemed like he was like playing that whole thing aloof. He's just like, hey, quit digging in your arm. That's like, that's really bad for you. I'll be there in like a week. Don't even worry, sweet honey baby. Like, hey, man, there are some things you probably need to to go right now for. That's ghosts in your girl, like actual ghost experiences. It's it's up there. Yeah. All all of those things together. You got to go right now. And then the ending made sense. Yeah, because that's exactly it. Is like he's trying to downplay it hard. He's just like, oh, right. no, don't worry about it. And that's all she needed to hear. She just needs to hear like a comforting voice to be like, no, it's fine. Everything's not as bad as it seems. And she's like, OK, cool. I do like how like cavalier she is with the ghosts because she's like, oh, maybe I'll just talk to him. It's it's fun for okay. her almost. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he's like, wait, what? And so I felt like she was about to ruin a plan or something like that but yeah it, it's it is very funny uh <laughs> last one last one last one last one last one this last one is called halloween or ten thirty one ninety eight. it is by radio silence who acted in the movie it's radio silence is a group of guys who produce write direct and they all acted in this. They produced different things like VHS 94 and Southbound, along with directing Southbound. And our plot for this is four super cool dudes are listening to ska music and just chilling and being super cool bros with each other and ha- having a good time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause and... you. Hold on. Uh, seeing as we got all these cool bros around, what are their names? Just make them up. You're going to get it right. I guarantee Shit. it. Okay. Yep. Glenn, mm, Scotty close. D. Mm, no, Steve, Mike. It's Chad, Matt, Tyler, and Paul. Fuck, we we named every you know. other white guy name. That's that was the yeah. problem. The the apostles, Chad, <laughs> Matt, Tyler, and Paul. <laughs> so Chad, Matt, Tyler, and Paul. Is that wait? Is that their name? Fuck, that's it. You did it. Wrong, didn't I? No, I did it. Okay. They are listening to ska music and uh, four men after my own heart. I'm just saying. Um, And they got Uh it. They found it. (laughs) And they're going to a Halloween party. So, you know, they get to the house and they're talking shit about how the house sucks and it's not scary this year. And it's like, this is the worst Halloween house. But then it starts getting scary. Things happen. And they eventually make their way up to the attic and shit gets scary up there because there is an exorcism going on. And they think it's all part of the act. So there's like a woman tied up. There's a bunch of dudes there. Um, 
like doing this ritual to cleanse her. And the friends quickly realize that this is like that, that they're trying to kill this woman. So they go to try to help and they untire and the spirit kills, um, kills everybody except the four friends and the four friends help the woman. They all get out of the house, uh, get her into the car and they're going to drive her to the hospital. And then all of a sudden the car breaks down on train tracks and the woman is outside the car and a train kills them. And that's the end. Very fun one. Yeah, it was fun. It it might have just been a little too fun for me. Like they It was a much lighter yes. tone yeah. than the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was lighter and darker, right? So they went up there and there's this crazy weird ritual happening and then as they go down and they're running through, then they're they're looking at items and the guy's like, "Whoa, cool." Weird. And as they're like flying Whoa. towards his face. Yeah, pretty much. It was very Yeah, 100%. Very Chad. Very Chad of him. So Chad. No, it had notes of like a slightly above average like county fair haunted house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that was trying to do like a VR experience. It was like, oh, the plates are floating. Oh, there's hands coming out of the wall. Exactly. I did appreciate the house in general. I will say give it up to the house. The best, best supporting actor in this whole thing. Beautiful house. This is what happens when you don't feed your house. It's blood sacrifice every year. Get a new and roof every 10 years. Who you telling? Who you telling? <laughs> it lets in all the spooky. Yeah. You, you got to get through those blood sacrifices, folks. I love the first shot where it's it's my dude who's dressed up as the bear. And I, I just thought to myself, I, it was like I was journaling it. I was like, Halloween 1998, the first furry party in known history is about to commence. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk the did costumes. What, well, yeah. Did you hear what it was? I didn't know. It was a nanny. He was going up as a nanny cam. It's pretty great. Oh, so like, okay. He was a bear with a hidden camera in him, hence why he was able to oh, film the whole thing. I didn't catch that. It's so very much 1998. Like, <laughs> well, were, I, I love that idea. Yeah. It, I think people were legit freaking out that there were nanny cams like everywhere. Like, who's got one in their house? Because I think cameras went down from this. Who's spying on the babysitter? Right. Well, because cameras went from like the size of a small room to uh, now they're suddenly effectively portable. So that everybody was freaking out about it. Now you just have a camera in your pocket. It's fine. <laughs> the pirate costume guy was lazy. One guy was dressed like the Unabomber, which was in 1996 was when the bombing in Atlanta during the Olympics happened. So um, poor, t- poor taste. <laughs> too soon <laughs> poor taste <laughs> there's always that one guy though right right jarvis there's always that one guy right jarvis <laughs> right right jarvis <laughs> I, uh, yeah yeah I, I i guess so dan yeah yeah i guess there could be a one who, who would we be who would we be in these i know that i would be the nanny cam for sure <laughs> i'd be hmm. the furry definitely be the furry Arg, the f- well <laughs> The the one guy was like he was dressed like, you know, a Fallujah Playgirl centerfold before it was cool in two thousand three. You know, so he he might have been a little ahead of his time. Is that what he was? Uh, he was he was like a soldier. It was very like it was very Desert Storm. Yes, uh, which yeah, that I mean that is a little too late. That's that's like being a hanging Chad in twenty twelve. Uh, or no, in like 2014, I think is when that would probably be an actual issue. Cause it was, was it the 2012 
no yeah whatever that's the kind of feel uh i don't disagree and that's also got some trivia on it there's an oops on that one he was wearing digital camo and digital camo didn't exist until 2002 i saw that (laughs) on there i was like what a fucking weird goof Some, imagine being the person typing that on IMDb. Like they're just steaming <laughs> mad after they watched VHS. They're sitting in the theater and they're like, oh, "I can't wait to get to the message boards. I'm gonna tell them all." Did you know? Nineteen ninety-eight didn't come out until two thousand one. There's a bro vet somewhere that is agreeing with you really hard right now, Dan. <laughs> So Jarvis, what did you do after you posted that comment? Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I don't know anything about camouflage uh, by year. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's crazy. I'm glad you guys caught that. Never would have caught that. Yeah, we're big camo heads over here. I think what we can all agree on is that party fucking sucked. You know, I don't know if it's a bad party. I don't know if it's the worst party I've been to, though. That's the question. Tell me the worst party you've ever been to, Kyle. Well, there I was. 1998. Give me the music. <laughs> yeah. music. Nope. Yes. Mm-hmm. There I was. 1998. Sitting in what I believe was my fourth grade classroom. There was supposed to be a party there, but instead of a party, it was just me. No one showed up to my birthday in my classroom. <laughs> to, to, school? <laughs> to school? No one showed up <laughs> to school? I got dropped off. And nobody was there. Not even the teacher. Nobody showed up that day. It may have been Sunday. <laughs> it was a Saturday. <laughs> Maybe that explains it. We'll never know. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Um, so do I give you guys a spoopy meter now? Do we say anything? I mean, should I, we do something? I, what do we do? I think we should do something. I think we should I've never something. had this much power. How, what do I do next? Then I say, if you want, you just jump right into the spoopy. You have the power. All right. So, so I sent you guys a, a little thing earlier, and um, I was trying to figure out a spoopy meter, and I was looking up how I couldn't remember how long does it take to rewind VHS tapes. Remember, you used to have to like put them in. Oh, you you would have like specific rewinders oh, yeah. just to rewind. Yes. It. Unless you had that extra money that had a VCR that could do it for you. Yeah. Well, you didn't want to use the v- the VCR because apparently they could also ruin the tape. So you don't want to yeah. ruin the tape. you got to put it in the specific VCR VHS rewinder. That and you yeah, it was a flex one. to have And it. you had to turn the monitor off lest you watch the entire movie in reverse. Which would summon the demon Belial. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Belial oh, Williams. <laughs> William Isle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like Will I Am's cousin? Yes, his <laughs> Bill Isle. <laughs> he sings "You Got a Feeling" instead of "I Got a Feeling." Right? <laughs> but anyway, so I was um, I was trying to figure out how long does it take to rewind VHS tapes because I couldn't remember. And I found this guy on this message board, and he was so fucking goddamn sure. All he said was one point five minutes, and <laughs> that was it. Oh, I was wow. just like, I've never seen anyone more sure of themselves in my life. And this was on tape heads forum, not even on Reddit. So are you telling me there is a guy who answered the specific question of how long would it take to rewind the VHS? A 90 minute movie. Oh, a 90 minute movie. Okay. Huh. Oh, wow. A you did custom work for this. This That's good. You got like, <laughs> you outsourced. Wait, you, didn't ask, you didn't ask the question, right? I didn't ask the oh, question. Oh, okay. 
this, but I I love that this was on a forum called Tape Heads, and but this wasn't in like the early two thousands. This was like twenty nineteen. I was gonna mention that. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty interesting there. <laughs> so, how long would you guys rewind it? How far back would you guys rewind it to zero to ninety seconds? Yes. Is that how it works? Is a 90 minute movie is 90 seconds to rewind? That That is what that guy said. What? He said about 1.5 minutes. It's like, yeah. With, I've, I've never seen someone more confident in anything <laughs> in my life. Yeah, there's respect, that respect the confidence. Level. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I just respect the confidence. There was no like huh. conversational lubricant. He's just like 90 minutes, 90 yeah, seconds. He, he literally that's just it. says about 1.5 minutes. And that's all there is. Nothing else. That is all he said. And and do you see what his name is? Too cool. It's too it's too cool for. <laughs> there were three other too cool. I, I just look at it as too cool for what? <laughs> I mean, it does look like too cool for analog addict. So yeah, okay. That's that's us, I think. Uh so 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 there you go. Zero to ninety seconds. How far would you rewind this movie? Uh if I were to be spooked by it, it got me for the first half and then didn't in the, in the latter half. So I'm literally going to write down the middle 45 seconds. I'll, I will rewind it. Uh, well, that's the thing. If I want to watch the first half, I have to rewind the whole thing. No, I'm just going to do it 45 seconds. Yeah, we'll just we'll deal with that. But yeah, I would I would do 45. It was spooky in the beginning, got less spooky as it went down. And I definitely think the first two maybe that uh the alien ish one might be worth a watch everything else was kind of eh, but yeah 45 seconds yeah i'll give it a solid 40 seconds of rewinding uh i do agree with kyle the first few were pretty spoopy but yeah as they went on um just kind of got i don't know bored of them they weren't as entertaining i did enjoy the siren a lot that was a lot of fun but yeah as it went on i was like uh all right um, you're it's this is when um i started getting that feeling of like man this is almost a two hour long movie um but in the end i didn't hate it like i did like the idea of like a found footage anthology kind of thing so that was very interesting to me yeah solid 40 seconds I don't know, man. Uh, I I might have to give it a little more praise than that. Because I think just overall it was interesting. This was certainly one of the earlier found footage films to do kind of like mashup. You know, it's not it's not Blair Witch where it follows a single storyline. So I, I found all the all the different shorts interesting, the connecting, uh enduring uh theme. Or I'm sorry, uh enduring film. Uh what was it, tape fifty six? Uh, that was interesting. Uh, there was a lot of different mediums of horror. You know, we had monster horror. We had stalker, you know, in the night, aliens, demons, zombies, haunted house, exorcist. It was all there, you know, and uh, I I don't think it's any secret that Siren is definitely the bright note of this thing. They they kept it in there in the beginning for a reason. It was smart. And I think that alone was pretty terrifying. I think that one alone would probably justify my rating i'm gonna go somewhere around like 68 not not 69 nope not quite 69 i gotta save that save that for a bright sunny day i'm giving it 
45 seconds, I thought, it, but I think it was good. I think it was fun, but I, I think right in the middle is like a good spot for it. A little too long, in my opinion, but some of the movies were better than the others, but they were all fun. It was a fun, fun movie to watch. So 45. Sweet. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think, uh, I mean, that's literally my score as well, so I can't disagree with it, but I also don't disagree with the fact that it... Just try it. <laughs> try it. Try disagreeing with me. I can't. I fucking it's, dare you. It's Do actually it. fine as an answer. Do it, bitch. It's exactly <laughs> what I would say. It's... Hmm. Uh, no, it's... It, definitely watch it. it. It was, like you said, definitely first of its kind. Very fun or at least seemingly first of its kind that made it to, to my eyes. And it was fun. I'm interested at this point to know how the other ones went, which I imagine why they made 50 of them. But uh, we will have to see on another episode of Horrible Friends. Uh, with that, I want to go ahead and thank some people. I would like to thank uh, you for listening and following and downloading and you know giving us virtual high fives and talking to us on facebook and everything else uh i also want to uh thank uh connor mcleod i want to thank andrew cavanaugh and yeah I, I think that about rounds it out so chris i got a big question for you really important one all right let me hear it. what would you say to the people who don't rewind their tapes. Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. Why'd you do it sexier there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, you gotta give the man some creative freedom here. He's gotta be sexy sometimes. You gotta, yeah. be sexy. You gotta keep it sexy.